welcome to episode 20 of the Battle Royale podcast. I'm your host as always, Edward Jones, and joining me, of course, is my co-host, Mr. Stephen Palmer. Hello! Continuing our chapter-by-chapter breakdown of Battle Royale, we are almost at our journey's end, but there is still obviously many bodies to be slayed, problems to be solved, and comparisons to be drawn. Tonight, uh, we are obviously looking at the explosion picking up from uh, last episode where the third man and his gang finally managed to put their hacking program into action uh, causing much chaos and destruction and now they formulate the second part of the plan as they wheel the bomb out to the truck only to find that they've been discovered by everyone's favourite nutbag Kiriyama yes so it's um bit of an action-packed chapter, to say the least. Obviously, uh, they're all gung-ho. They're going out to blow up the the main um, operation center, which I, I, now finally makes sense. For years, it like I wondered what they were doing. I thought that the hacking program had failed, but I only sort of realized recently that it was sort of like phase one of this plan. Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, they could have got they could have had the van loaded already. But um, <laughs> so they could have. They, they, so what they knew is they, they. The idea of the hack was is just to distract fifteen minutes while they drove, pushed. Don't quite know quite what they were going to do with this van. They're going to drive but, there because they, yeah, they gonna, said that. Oh, we got a little van to put it in. That's right. But you would have thought they. Well, I know it was a moment of happenstance that the the hack had had happened at that moment. But they they seem a little underprepared. But it's all right because. As much of a Superman as our as, as the third man himself is, you know, athlete, hacker, ladies' man, you know, everything that he is, his mates are fuckwits. <laughs> at the moment, they they manage to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, like a, like like nothing other than the English football team could do. It's um. The way they fall, mate, in, is just shocking. The speed, when you think this is a beat-on from the last chapter where they are winning. Within moments, it's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, obviously with the, the fed man, he does attempt to, to take on take him on, but uh, obviously doesn't have uh, much luck because he can't get the right angle. Um, so Kiriyama is basically just doing his thing with his unlimited rounds that he has in his machine gun. Yeah, I mean, I was more concerned by the mate, his mates. Who's that? Oh, it'll be somebody else completely. Hey, look at us! We're here. <laughs> Shoot here! Oh, <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, um, yeah, Kiriyama, like you say, with his with his infinite ammo. John Woo, like like the spirit of John Woo, <laughs> really <laughs> channeling it with this uh, it game, really, isn't it? It really is, which turns into a little a little itty bitty shootout. Um, but this... yeah, just that their fall is so quick. They get to it's the complacency. That's the mm. the the thing in the manga and the book. This is actually something that happens around the midway point. This isn't even in the finale, so. This whole sequence does uh, obviously happen, but as I say, it's in the midway point, and uh, basically, the pretty much everything the same happens. There's a little more gory, and he basically um, tries to blow it, blow him up at the same same time. 
but um, he hides inside a truck rather than just sort of like standing there somehow managing to survive being like blown up at ground zero. But um, before the third man obviously uh, dies, he has a flashback to the basketball game where he stole a shot that uh, Shuya should have Shuya was going to take, and um, he just like reconciles himself that you know that life is all about taking that shot. So he has a little uh, flashback, but yeah, he um, tries to blow himself up. I have to say that when he like leaps over the truck, it's all like, what what were you planning to do next? Because he just lies on the floor. And then get shot at some more. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the worst plan ever, it seems to be. Yeah. Um, for for Even though it is a really sort of like, sort of awesome out he has. Because we have that huge big explosion. We do. We have an explosion on the level of not seen since Backdraft, I would suggest. <laughs> it's... Okay. Um, it's it's well. I mean, obviously they have got all. They've been collecting together fertilizer and the like, haven't haven't they? Yeah. So so we we should expect it. And but it's a it's a it's like a scene from. Oh, there's a. You know, like 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 from a horror movie. You know, like I don't know, like like, like Kuriyama rises from it like a like a demon coming through the gates of hell. It's like Sephiroth in Final Fantasy Seven. I, or you could use that. I was, I was struggling for a cinematic equivalent. We can go for the computer game equivalent. But yes, he's 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 yeah. He sort of rises, but he's he's not alive anymore, is he? <laughs> well, just... this is the thing. I couldn't tell if he's been blinded or what what exactly is going on. But he's certainly taken on this almost demonic persona. The way mm. that uh, he's got that stupid grin on his face. But he's got his eyes, so his eyes are all milky. I yeah. assume that's some kind of. Um, uh, I, I don't know if they're meant to be like that, or that's just a side effect of the contact lenses he's being forced to wear. He's got blood streaming down his eyes, but his body's all kind of, you know, like he gets up and then he sort of just falls over, like it almost collapses in half, as if something else has taken him over. He's dead, and yeah. something else is in him now, and um, yeah, he, he clumps away awkwardly. And then the other transfer student does one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever seen. (laughs) He says, stay there, kids, because um, Kawada and and the other two have have made it a second too late, really, haven't they? Which could be the uh, Nanahara's... um, He's done a lot of that in this film. Just gives it just a little bit too late. Just the time is just a bit off. Um, so they see they see Kiriyama rise from the flames and stumble off. And Kawada says, "Hold on a minute. I'm going to go after him in a really weirdly staged way, and then announce that I'm behind him by cocking my um, pump action shotgun." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think you would have heard him with all that fire going on. Which then gives, you know, he could have just shot him in the back. He could but have. No. But um, no, he has to go and get shot himself first. Yeah, plausibility really goes out of the window at this point. Because we've been pretty grounded throughout this film. But we have this really stupid action scene where... It, the bullets apparently mean nothing anymore. And just rolling around on... The ground is apparently all you need to do to avoid machine gun fire as uh, 
Shuya points out here. Yes. Oh god, yeah, Shuya oh, is even, so. Yeah, Kawada, yeah, Kawada's, uh, uh, yeah, and and then when when the shot finally the, the final shot appears, we seem to be channeling scanners <laughs> rather than any any gun foo. <laughs> His head goes up like a. Like, like... Oh yeah, because it's, it's a shotgun blast, but it doesn't. It's that's not what like takes his head off. It's the exploding yeah. collar. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, because okay. you see him like hit the collar, and then the collar like does this beep 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 thing, and then it blows his head off. That um, okay, I'd missed that. So not only does that now make sense, but it's a payoff from an hour and a half ago, when I or, or multiple episodes ago of this, when I was bemoaning the fact that you don't see anybody's head actually blow off in the whole film, but you do, and I've missed it. I have to yeah. go back and watch it. I, d- so. I didn't understand why his head went up like a fucking watermelon. <laughs> so, um, yeah, in the manga and the book, it's a little bit different because this is obviously built... The, they do have the big sort of final showdown um, here with um, Kiriyama setting up a bunch of wire traps that uh, don't attack Noriko because he set them too high. So they miss her. But this uh, leads into a bit of a shootout between uh, the trio and uh, Kirama, which then turns into a car chase, uh, which obviously never made it into the film. And um, his, you know, he's uh, there chasing after him, and basically his cars sort of like run off uh, the road, and he's the same sort of thing where he's sort of staggering out. Um, and it's in the book that uh, Nuriko actually kills him. But uh, Shogo pretends that it's his shot that killed him to sort of spare spare the guilt of uh, killing someone because she's an innocent little soul, mm. despite the fact that she's been on this the same battlefield as everyone else has. But we still got to protect Noriko for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, in the manga, he basically just sort of like staggers out of the uh, the car and they're just walking off and. Um, He's making the same sort of jerky style puppet movements, but it's at this point that he realizes that he can feel pain again. So all this numbness, all the feeling, all the things that he's not had since he was in the he suffered that original car crash that killed his mother and left him like completely numb and the psychopath that he is um, is completely taken away, and he dies with this sort of feeling of pain and normality uh, in his life again. So. I don't know if that's sort of like a... Um, like a redemption? Yeah, whether it's like a redemption for him or not, but it's, it's something. Um, he's, still just, he's still as evil as he was when he, when we started this, so... Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, the, the novel and the manga obviously are going into things in much more depth, aren't they? Um, oh, definitely so. I mean, when we uh, look at Misuko's death in the manga, it's absolutely horrific. I mean, she loses fingers. I mean, Kiriyama, um in the manga at this point, he's actually lot, cut, had the tendon severed to his trigger finger. So he pulls like a story of Ricky Oldman where he pulls the tendon out and pins it on his shirt so he can like still use it as a use his trigger finger by uh, tugging on the tendon. Oh, for God's sake. But yeah, she like... She gets like annihilated. Mitsuko does. She gets like a kind of like glass. She loses fingers. It's just really horrific what goes. And I mean, you feel sorry for her in the film. It's all like she's just decimated in the uh, by him in in the manga. It's, it just 
probably one of the most brutal moments of the of the whole thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think Kuriyama deserves any kind of redemption arc. The way that his character's been set up in all the media, he's fairly. Um, he's either a bit of a. Um, I mean, in the film, he's a bit of a cipher, isn't he? We don't really know anything about him other than he's, you know, he models himself after Limal from <laughs> Kachigugu in terms of his look and just goes around shooting lots of people. And, and, and the backstory that you've described in the other media makes him a repulsive human being, whichever way you slice it. Yeah. Um, but he's one of, like, four students who do suffer different deaths. Um, mm. So, obviously, we've got uh, Mimari, um, we've got so got uh, Yusiko uh, Kaniburu and uh, Fumio as well, who all suffered uh, different deaths than they do in the film. So it's kind of fun to go back and just have those, those things mm. sort of like filled in. I mean, the, yes, the other characters are very sort of minor sort of characters, and it's where they obviously have the ability to be sort of flashed fleshed out. Um, that uh, obviously the the deaths are sort of more different, whereas in the film the left kind of more open. Uh, so yeah, this is essentially the end of the game, really. I mean, there's no one else left to start trio now. Yeah, and I mean, there's not there's, there's still 15 minutes to go in the film. Again, I mean, like we said last time, this chapter bothers me <laughs> because it's like, why is it a chapter on its own? It it, it works. As part of the other short chapter that we've just had, and if they put them together, it would have made a much more um, interest. Well, not more. It's just it's not lacking interest. So it's only it's only because of the obscure way we've chosen to watch this <laughs> makes it a bit annoying. But you know, it'd have been an easier episode to talk about if we talked about both both sides of this. Um, I'm always a bit surprised when I watch this film that this this happens it's, it's interesting you say that it happens earlier on in 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 the other versions of the story. yeah it's sort of like a it's like a midpoint highlight mm. um Be- because we haven't spent a lot of time with this the pay- the payoff is violent and kind of exciting and you know th- th- there's lots of stuff there and only because we've we've you know we've really dug into stuff that we've really we've spent more time with the third man and his compatriots than I think the film does really. Yeah. I mean, um, so it, it, it feels like, and here's the final bunch of people we've got to talk about. Bang. Like, let's got rid of them. Let's get to the end. And, it, and, and I just wonder if we'd had a couple more moments with these guys during the film, it would have had more of a heft. I, I never really liked his two mates. They were always idiots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they never seemed to be up to his level, but you know, the third man is, is, you know, the, the potential he had to bring it down might, might have meant more if we'd spent a little bit more time with them. Yeah. But that's it's, it. Yeah. It's almost like, this is the problem with this scene is that if this was like a Western production, this would be like the end note. Like the, mm. the trio walking off into the flaming fields and we roll credits here, but no, we've still got um, a whole other character to still deal with, really, don't we? Because we've got well, we've um... got we've got three left at the end of this. We've got our, we've got our final three. Yep. Uh, and we've got obviously Katano. Um, Katano to deal with. So we've got we've got and 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 obviously three into one doesn't go <clears throat> if we're if we're to believe the story of the film. So this is this is and now all we've got is people who've got no animosity towards each other, which I guess is the. Uh, 
it's, 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 it's oh, what's going to happen now? Is Nariko is Nariko going to shoot the other two? Hmm. You know, like thought nobody ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and but we've had we've had such, you know these last two or three episodes I would have been just wiping all the capable characters off the screen really really quickly. You know, we, we've had people like Mitsuka die. We've had Kuriyama's died this episode. The third man has died this episode. Um, you know, since, since, ever since The Lighthouse, it's just been strong character after strong character after strong character dying. Um, but yeah, well, at least with Kuriyama, he's like one of those ones you've leave when he finally bites the, bu- bites the uh, bullet. What we can absolutely say is there's going to be no fake out ending for him <laughs> you know the, if it was you know if this was a western film or a western horror film he's got one more jump up there's one more jump scare isn't there and this this isn't this you know quite often battle royale is marked as being a horror film which i have severe problems with it's about it's a to me it's a it's a thriller about a horrific event it's not a horror film okay. but it doesn't it it has one jump scare i think in the whole film i think when um, in or around when um, Frog Boy's having his head decapitated, I think there's a bump or something, isn't there, on the cabin that they're in? Um, but that's about it. So it's not—it's not really about that. But you know, you know—you know, if they remade this in the West, Kuriyama would get up for one more sort of one more go, regardless of whether his head's gone up like a fucking watermelon. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, and I think the problem is now that because Katano is obviously Takano in this one, it does make it um, a little more. I don't know. It kind of loses something, some of the impact really when we we go into that big finale because he's not as disgusting or as exuberant as his his novel and manga counterparts. Mm. So it's not like you know this. We fought through all these people to get to this like big boss. Um, it's sort of like it's it's like Takano just doing Takano things, mm. uh, which is obviously involves lying on a couch and eating biscuits and doing interesting bits of art. So that's basically what we're sort of walking into. It's hard to see him as in the same sort of levels of threat, really. Yeah, it, I mean, obviously we've got to be careful. We don't talk too much about our last few episodes, but yeah, this is this is the action over, really, isn't it? And and now it, the film goes somewhere else completely tonally. Um, yeah, it, uh, I don't know. I'm looking. For, I'm looking forward to going through the last couple of chapters and just seeing if there's anything I've missed. Because clearly, even today, you show me I've missed something after watching the film forty times and not realizing that that's what happened. Hearing a lot of people say it's like the second or first favorite uh, film since we started this project, which is really fun to see. When I hear them say it's their second favourite, it's sort of like, what's your favourite? <laughs> because it's I mean, the rewatchability that sort of swung it for ourselves when we did our top 100 on the um, the yeah. main show. And that was sort of like what, what, uh, what, what swung the vote, really, as to why it went in at number one. And I believe Chunking Express was number two. Was it? Or was it... Um... Akira, whatever. I mean, yeah, it doesn't really matter because that—that's you're right. That's the point. This is—you can watch this, you can pay attention, you can have it on in the background, you can be obsessed. You know, we've had guests on that are obsessed with certain characters. Um, we the, 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 there's this multimedia 
aspect to it. There's this. Also, there's this sort of. This, what if they made a did a TV version? What if the West made it? It's you know, there's just so much that we can talk about this film, which is pretty rare. Um, also, an Asian film that other people we know think is their first or second favorite film. You know, there's there's been a couple of people you know who who we wouldn't necessarily think are Asian film fans. I mean, my ex, you know, she she loved this film and she can't even watch films with subtitles. Um, <laughs> So it's got a certain it's got a certain something to it that talks to people beyond the fact it's a it's it's a reasonably high budget but low budget from our from a Western point of view um, violent thriller yeah um, you know it's and it doesn't have superstars in it it, it it's got some people in it who went on to be superstars so it's um yeah it's 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 amazing and it's 21 years old and still is to me still as much to talk about still as many questions being asked some things are still as shocking as ever yeah um, looking at our list it was actually In the Mood for Love that was our number two pick ah okay so you you, you want Carl um, White the right one the wrong one yeah, yes a film, a film that we must bring to the main show it is a film we must discuss on there. There's many films on on the the main list. I mean, obviously, Akira was number three, and My Sassy Girl was number four. Oh um, my god, we've done none of them. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, we definitely definitely got plenty to to cover still on that list. But then again, we have got plenty of cinema to cover in general. But um, anything else you want to bring up about Battle tonight? I don't think so. I think I think it's a tiny little. It's not one of those tiny little chapters. Yep. Lots happens in it. But it's all very action oriented, and actually only goes on for about three minutes, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just to bear, this is the this is the climax, really. Everything that happens after this is is a completely different pace. Don't be disappointed; it's just different. Hmm. Well, thank you as always for listening. Uh, if you want to obviously follow us, you can do. Just, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Just look for the Ace and Simmer Film Club and check out our main show, our main show uh, the Ace and Simmer Film Club, uh, where every episode, myself and Stephen, take turns to pick a film to highlight and discuss. Um, our Facebook group in particular is a really great hangout. We've got lots of fun discussions and pop cultural bits posted pretty much every day there. So it's uh, probably the best place to uh, come and check us out. Come say hi. Let us know what you think about Royale. And uh, if you haven't done already, please do hit the like and subscribe button wherever you happen to be listening to us. And leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show as it all helps raise the profile of the show. But um, thank you again for listening. Thank you to my co Stephen. And we will be back next time with episode with that we'll be back with chapter 21 operation complete but until then good night